Welcome to episode 73 of Monday State of Mind. My name is Michael Mazel, and I'm the Director of Alumni and Recovery Support Services for the Harmony Foundation. As all of you seasoned listeners know, we are in the middle of September, National Recovery Month, talking about acceptance with sobriety. And this is a topic that paired with National Recovery Month is really special because it's one of those things when you get into acceptance, that is when the game changes for you in your recovery, in my opinion. And I've already shared with you my experience with acceptance with sobriety. And and this morning, I am so excited to have this guest on. And let me tell you a little backstory. So I asked this guest to be on, and don't worry, he will introduce himself. But I asked him to be on this podcast and to talk about acceptance with sobriety because I've gotten to know this human pretty well. And the way he carries himself, it's attractive to be so honest, you know, in recovery and you look at this human and you're like, he has reached a level of acceptance because his life is just working for him. When I see this human, he has a demeanor that is calm and it's cool and it's collected. And I honestly have to say it's probably, and he'll talk to this, has a lot to do with that word, page 417 of the big book, acceptance. So buckle up. You guys are going to have a really great episode today. So before we get going, I'm going to let this amazing human introduce himself to the world. So who do I have the pleasure of having on Monday State of Mind? My name is Mickey and I am an alcoholic. (gasps) Mickey, my man. Like when I asked you to come on here and to talk about acceptance with sobriety and what that means for you. What were some immediate thoughts that came to your mind with acceptance with sobriety? Yeah, so acceptance for me is something that I struggled with, um, you know, before I came to recovery. But I think acceptance and surrender go kind of hand in hand. And for me, I got to go to Harmony. I had that opportunity and I got to work my first step up there. And I think that during that first step, when you recognize how unmanageable your life is and you work through all of the different things that had made it so, becomes pretty easy to accept that yes you are an alcoholic I am an alcoholic right yeah true story and it's one of these things that I was so excited to talk with you about because a lot of times when we see people get into recovery we get into it whether it's because we have to because we want to because it's court ordered and sometimes if we don't have that level of acceptance because obviously if we are in recovery or we're asked to be in recovery like you just mentioned, there's some sort of level of unmanageability that is happening with our lives. And sometimes I think that when we get into recovery, people get into it and it's self will run riot, like 12 step language says, but that doesn't mean that there's that acceptance, right? Like being able to, like you said, to surrender to the fact that I am an alcoholic or an addict. And if I can just get into acceptance, there are so many good things that can happen because I think that sometimes people think that if I have to accept that I need to be sober, then my life is going to suck. Or like we don't fully get into acceptance because we hold on to, well, maybe there's going to be that one day I'll drink like a gentleman or that one day things will be different. So we have these stories we like to tell ourselves. And so I want to ask you, Mickey, 
Was there anything along those lines on your recovery journey that you had to just kind of question or work through to get to where you're at today? Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. You know, I was making all sorts of changes in my life. The drinking was like not going to change. So let's see what I could do to change everything else about my life to make it more manageable. And the truth was it was entirely unmanageable. And, you know, I can remember times like justifying drinking in the morning because I was like, well, I definitely had too much drink last night. This is going to help me. So I'm actually helping to improve my ability to function today. And, and that kind of behavior went on for a really long time. And it took being presented with, you know, real life consequences to, to finally come to terms with the fact that the problem is the alcohol. And once I was able to acknowledge that acceptance came pretty easily, I think. I love how you got there. Like, if I could just do with this in the morning, like I'm going to justify all of this because it's not the drinking, it's everything else. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I was making sacrifices at work, you know, changes at work to try to accommodate my problem with my wife. Same thing, personal life, pretty much everything else took a backseat. And I was not willing to accept that, that alcohol was the problem. But since coming into recovery, that's it's been entirely opposite. Okay, so let's fast forward to getting into treatment and being around other people that were having the same kind of maybe like life circumstances as you. And then talking with counselors and other human beings that were part of this treatment center about the disease of alcoholism and being able to like check the boxes and then leaning towards, okay, maybe I can get on board with this sobriety thing. Like it might not be so horrendous as I may have thought it was, what would you think was maybe the catalyst or the tipping point for you to be like, you know what, I think I can try at least try to get into acceptance? Yeah, that's a good question. I, <laughs> my decision to go to treatment and to get help was, I mean, ultimately, it was mine because the, this whole disease is you're not going to get over it, you know, if you're not 100% behind it. But to say that I wasn't kind of led down that path, you know, that would be an understatement. I think that it probably first hit me, you know, I'm sitting there an hour into it thinking I, I have 30 days, and I might as well make the best of it. And um, I went into it with that mentality. And, you know, that first week was really hard, but then it got easier. And the second week was easier. And the third week was easier than the second. And by the end, I was like, wow, this is something that I could really probably do. And maybe not for everybody, but for me, I needed that 30 day removal from all distractions from everything around me and to get a grip on it. And then when I came out, I was super motivated to keep going. And my life has only improved since. <sighs> Oh, and now like the real work begins. And so and I want to ask, have you found, especially when we look at like our state of mind, I believe that there's power in acceptance of like who we truly are. And if we can get into that acceptance of like, yes, I'm Mickey, I am an alcoholic. There's power in that because then we can use it to make our lives better if we choose, because we have tools to keep it at bay or we get into resistance and self-sabotage if we're not in acceptance. And so what would you say has it done for you, for your state of mind to get to where you're at, Mickey, with this level of acceptance? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's a, it's a very powerful statement, just saying my name and admitting that I'm an alcoholic. It's very powerful to me. I think that 
now, like you said, with some time, I, I don't struggle with it so much. You know, I struggle with other aspects of acceptance. I have a young son that he's one year old and it can be a challenge to do stuff with him. You know, he's still <laughs> learning. Like I'm trying to think of how to phrase that. You know, he doesn't really talk. He's, he's not much of a vocal communicator and it's hard. And so sometimes that alcoholic mindset, like instant gratification, like I'm trying to work on a word with him and he's not getting it and you get frustrated. Like he's one year old and it becomes so much easier though. Once you accept he's trying, he's a little kid, he's learning and I think that's how kind of how I apply acceptance in my life now is is accepting situations as they are, like the book says, and it it just becomes easier. It just becomes easier. It it kind of gives you that calm that you need in in stressful situations. Yes, totally. And so then I want to ask you, Mickey, what are some like God shots or Jiminy Crickets that happen to you now in recovery? when you know you're not in full acceptance of being an alcoholic or not being able to do certain things or not do certain things because you know it's not going to be fun because everyone's going to be drinking. Like, how do you know when you're not in full acceptance? Do you get frustrated? Is there a character defects that rear its ugly head? And you're like, okay, I need to take a minute and step back for a second and ground myself. Yeah, of course. I mean, there's certainly things that I, I can't do or shouldn't do, or if I do do and stay sober, it may not enjoy it. But for me, I've really tried to surround myself with recovery. Not everybody in my life is sober, but pretty much I've eliminated people that are toxic to me. I spend a lot of time with other alcoholics, but the ones that are in recovery and not the ones that are, you know, actively drinking. But yeah, sometimes you have to turn down social engagements. I know a a bunch of friends of mine were celebrating something recently and they all met at a bar and I was like, I'm just not going to go. Like, and they're cool with that. It's okay, you know, because it's an uncomfortable situation, I think, for me to just be around that. Yeah. So I think, is that what you're asking? I think. Yeah, no, it's 100%. So then I just want to ask you too, what would you say to, to somebody that's listening to this podcast, whether it's somebody that's actually struggling with acceptance with their own sobriety or somebody that they know is like, dude, this kid is like on the struggle bus with his sobriety, like getting into acceptance. Like what is something that, that you would say to, to that person that's struggling getting into acceptance with sobriety? Like I said, I think that acceptance goes hand in hand with that first step of Alcoholics Anonymous. So if you can work through a first step, preferably with somebody, you can start to recognize how unmanageable the life situation is right now, it becomes a lot easier to accept that alcohol or drugs are a problem in your life. I think that my best advice would really be just give it a chance. I go to my fair share of meetings and I make it no secret that I'm an alumni of Harmony and I get a lot of, oh, it's the most expensive big book you'll ever buy or something like that. But you know what? For me, I needed that because I had tried to get sober with just meetings or on my own. I needed to be removed from everything, really. And that's where I built my foundation. And for somebody struggling, I would certainly recommend treatment. It's a possibility for you. I love that you said that. And I love that you had the courage to say, hey, like, it's okay if you need to step away. Like, it's okay if you need to remove yourself to learn more about yourself to find that acceptance. Sometimes people are like, I can't go away. Like you have Mickey, you're like, I have a wife, I have a kid. But it's like, hey, if I don't get into acceptance of my addiction so I can get into acceptance with sobriety, like I'm not going to have all these other things in my life. That is absolutely true. 
So when I went to Harmony, my son was three months old and I had wanted to get sober before he was born when my wife was still pregnant and Harmony had come up as an option at the time. And I was like, no, no, no. Cause I didn't want to miss a single like prenatal appointment. I mean, <laughs> I used that as an excuse. I did, but I didn't get sober before he was born. And then, you know, instead of missing one or two prenatal appointments, I, I missed a month of his very early on in his life, hundred percent worth it. But you know, that's, that's what I needed. That's, that's what it took for me. Yeah. Oh, dude, I love it. So thank you so much for saying that. I want to ask you what has happened for you, Mickey, in your life, being sober and being able to every single day be in acceptance. If you could think of, you know, a couple things, a few things to share with people to be like, Hey, because I'm in acceptance, I need to be sober. Or shall I say like that? My life is way better being sober. This is what's happened for me. Yeah. Again, you know, before I got sober, I was being, there were some real world consequences to my drinking. My, my health physically and mentally was deteriorating. I had a young son that I wasn't going to get to be a part of his life. I was going to lose a lot of things and being presented with those consequences and a choice, I chose to work to preserve it. And it's been a lot of work. It's been a ton of work, but it's all been worth it. And I think of the ninth step promises and, yes. and a lot of those like actually do come true. And it's, and it's amazing. I can remember the first time I heard them, I was like, this is so hokey. This is one of those AA. You know, <laughs> and there's a lot of that, but those are not. And it's true. You are amazed before you're halfway through. You're going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. And it's just incredible. I would never go back for anything. There you have Mickey Weiss dropping knowledge bombs. Mickey, I just want to say thank you so much for choosing to be here and choosing sobriety and for being able to come on here and to just be so real with our listeners and saying, hey, like, this is what my life was like before. And when I chose to get an acceptance of sobriety, this is what's happening now. Yeah, of course. My pleasure. This is why you tune into Monday State of Mind, because you get humans like Mickey that come on here and they're so open and honest. And honestly, that is how we recover. And that's how we choose sobriety when we can get into complete honesty with ourselves. And I guess that's how I do want to wrap it up. Mickey, would you say that besides acceptance and surrender, would you say that you can call it rigorous honesty, brutal honesty, or just honesty? That is what really was part of your first step. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like you read my mind. Literally. I was, I was just <laughs> thinking rigorous honesty and without it, there's no way to work this program. But if you make a commitment to be rigorously honest with yourself first and foremost, but also the higher power and with a sponsor, you can do a lot, uh, a lot more than you probably think you can. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. We will go ahead and wrap up this amazing episode of Monday State of Mind. Mickey, thank you so much for being here. You are a gift in this world, especially being sober. Oh, thank you, Michael. That means a lot to me. Thank you. Dude, it's how we do, you guys. We come on here, we kick some butt, change some lives, we change our state of minds. So what do they do? So that our minds work for us and not against us. I want to go ahead and end this amazing episode by reminding you, if you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, please call the Harmony Foundation at 866-686-7867. Recovery is a journey and Harmony gives you the map. All right, you guys, we'll see you next week. 